How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and on today's episode, we have got former Mouseketeer, American actress Annette Funicello, and former Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi. It was a fascinating talk. For more of these performers, you're going to want to check out Gaddafi, a.k.a. Louis Perlman, at www.louisperlman.com. Uh, check out his... Uh, his uh, uh, podcast, Kick the Jukebox, and his his uh, musical, Joey and Ron. And uh, for more Annette Funicello, you want to check out Megan Gray. Uh, she's got a show called The Armando Diaz Experience every Friday at 7.30 p.m. at the Magnet Theater and also her Twitter at Gray Megan. I am, of course, Jarrett Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff at jarrettberenstein.com. Uh, Stand Up 2020, my voting rights comedy show, will be coming back to the Pitt Theater on February 7th. Uh, that's this Friday at 7.30 p.m. at the Pitt Theater on 24th Street, our headliner. This month is Janine Garofalo. It's going to be an incredible show. All proceeds go to voting rights organizations. Plus, you can register to vote while you're there. You can talk to Swing Left about volunteering. 2020 is the most important election in our lifetime, so you're going to want to check out the show and get involved or just see a really great show and know that your money's going to a good cause. Uh, yeah, hit me up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends, uh, jaredbarnstein.com. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Muammar Gaddafi and Annette Funicello only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know, famous dead people, famous dead people, famous stories dead stuck people. in the head. You're gonna hear from me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are Libyan politician, revolutionary chairman of the Libyan Arab Republic, Muammar Gaddafi. Yo, <laughs> Jared, how's it hanging? Not what I thought you would sound like. And 20th century American actress and singer famous for popularizing beach party films with her partner, Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello. Good to be here, Jared. Uh, Ms. Funicello, Mr. Gaddafi, thank you so much for being with us here today on Famous Dead People. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, let's start off with Annette Funicello. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. So your career basically had two separate phases. There was... Uh, the Mickey Mouse Club phase, uh, which uh, lasted from when you were like 12 years old to 19 years old. Uh-huh. And then your beach party movie phase uh, from when you were like around 26, uh, 20, 20 to 26. Best time of my life. Uh, the beach party phase? Oh, beach party phase. Yeah. Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. well, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about how you got discovered initially. <sighs> okay, okay. So you're a 12-year-old girl. You're mm. living in... Burbank, California, with your family. Uh, yeah. You're doing a dance recital. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swan Lake, I believe. Oh, yes, exactly. And a man named Walt Disney comes up to you after the show. Mm-hmm. Disney and himself. says, I want you to be a Mouseketeer. You are one of the only Mouseketeers that was personally scouted by Walt Disney himself. That's right. I want to know everything about this. Tell, tell me about the show. Tell me about okay. Walt Disney coming up to you after the show. Okay. What was he even doing at a dance recital for 12-year-olds? Tell okay. me everything. Well, first of all, he 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 was very evasive when I asked that question. <laughs> he did not answer. So, uh, so I was like, okay, okay, I guess I won't pry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so Walt Disney was there, and it was Swan Lake, and I was playing, of course, one of the swans. Mm. One of the lesser swans. Not but even the main swan. Not even the main swan. Oh my God. But, you know, uh, there's that old saying of, like, if everyone's going left, you go right. Huh. So I was sort of doing my own thing, brought a little bit of little tap and a little bit of jazz into it. And so I guess I kind of stood out. So everyone is doing ballet. Everyone's doing ballet. And so you start doing a little jazz, a little bit of tap. Yes, exactly. Also, I mean, I'm 12. I'm Burbank. I'm a dancer. I'm on uppers. I'm on amphetamines <laughs> to, to the to the, to the eyelash. Ashes mm-hmm. is what I am. So I'm I'm up there. I'm doing my thing. Everyone's loving it. You had clearly. moxie. And you, moxie. You were glowing up on that stage because of all the amphetamines. I had zazz. I had spunk. I, 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 yeah, I was on so many uppers because I knew right after I left that stage, I'd get a downer. Uh, so <laughs> I'd get my uppers, my downers. I was... Um, so I, w- I was... Lit to the teeth, mm-hmm. as they say, and so uh, so uh, Walt Disney comes up to me, mm-hmm. and I don't know who the hell he is. You don't know Walt Disney? No, I didn't know. I never saw. I, well, I mean, his, his mustache was uh, smaller than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, who's this? Uh, who's this person? I'm, I'm. Of course, I am 
high <laughs> is what I'm saying. So I was sort of like, oh, okay, hey, hey. And then he comes up and he goes, oh, do you know the Mas- Mouseketeers? And I said, never heard of them. Mm. And so he had to explain what it is. And I yeah. said, sounds like a cult. And he's like, it's not. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, uh, Very precocious 12 year old. Like I said, Jarrett, I'm, um, I'm on sp- I'm on a speed ball to mm-hmm. speed city. That stuff unlocks parts of your brain it, it that does. make you think like an adult. Exactly. <laughs> that's why so many child stars were on amphetamines because Ex- they needed to operate at that level. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what their dealers knew. They said <laughs> they knew this was going to be helping them, these mm-hmm. child stars. So the uh, so he came up to me and said, oh, be a mouseketeer. And I said, well, I'm going to have to... Um, Check my my date book, and mm-hmm. I was free that day. And so, uh, and he said, uh, uh, "You're not Jewish, are you?" And I said, "No, <laughs> of course not." And he said, "Okay, great. Then you should come on down." Wonderful. Yeah, yeah that's something insane. me and Walt Disney had in common. <laughs> what What about you and Walt Disney? Oh, you know, we don't like Jews. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. that is something that I read about on your Wikipedia, yeah, Gaddafi. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. that a person doesn't even need to read the Wikipedia about you to know. It is one of your central tenets. Right? Yeah. They're just a bummer, man. Mm. Just not into it. You okay, know? well, we can get into that in yeah, just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so then Walt Disney uh, signs you for a seven-year contract. That's right. Uh, to do the Masketeers mm-hmm. and to really any other work that Disney wants you to do. Oh, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And once you get kind of part of the Disney company, you're sort of in and out. You do a lot of different odd jobs. Interesting. Yeah. I do want to hear all about that in just a moment, but sure. let's pivot over to Gaddafi for just a moment. <laughs> so I got to be honest, Gaddafi, I find your story really interesting. It's yeah. A, it's such a hodgepodge of contrast. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff. In your lifetime, you were praised for making significant improvements to the quality quality of life in Libya. You fought apartheid in South Africa. Yeah, man. You got an award from... uh, who's the president of South Africa? The, uh, okay, uh, what? Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, that's yeah, right. Got a war from Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Uh, you were also condemned. How, you, you really read this Wikipedia closely, I didn't sure you, Jared? Did. Wow. I did. I read, I you, do lots You totally of remembered yeah. who Nelson Mandela is and like <laughs> yeah. what he's done and stuff, man. Wow. Which I do too. Like, I remember it too. I just yeah. had a tiny brain fart where I could not remember Nelson okay, Mandela's whatever. name. Uh, he was on the show. We had a great talk. Yeah. Remember when he met the Spice Girls? That was cool. That was pretty cool. So, yeah. You're in that club. Yeah, the you Spice know, Girl Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People that are one degree away from the Spice Girls. Yeah. SGC. You, of course, yeah. were also condemned at, uh, globally as Ugh. a dictator who regularly violated human rights, Sh- had, had dissidents arrested and killed. Oh, yeah. But okay. one consistent line through your entire life is a hatred of imperialism, yeah. colonialism, uh-huh. Western world invading Arab life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just want to say it. Annette's cool, though. Annette's cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Because, you know, she's kind of representative of some shit that I, like, wasn't that into. But, yes. Like, yeah, well, yeah. of course, when oh. you're growing up, you know, you're occupied by... The Italians. Yeah. And Annette Funicello is Italian. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I'm glad that you don't hold Annette in any ill will because she her heritage Ooh. is that which colonized uh, Libya. Yeah. Well, you know, I like totally kicked her people out of my country and all that. I don't like know you personally. Well, when yeah. You were that age. I was like, get out of here. You kicked a lot of the Westerners out. Yeah. Oh, but, no, yeah, that's right. You yeah, no, I, I like targeted out. Italians, man. That's I right, did I it. Yeah, that. yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Can't believe me here co- trying to correct Gaddafi to Gaddafi. Yeah, don't. Yeah, like, I know what happened. Happened, yeah. I know what happened. So, you know, so like I kicked like the Italians out, but like mm-hmm. I know that you were just like trying to make it, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like, you're like little like dance life in like Burbank, California. It's very yeah, progressive of you, Gaddafi. You. Yeah, you know, people are people, man. Just don't hang out in Libya if you're Italian or a Jew. You okay, know? so oh, it yeah. has been said that this hatred of yours, of imperialism, of colonialism, came from when you were a childhood and you personally witnessed the involvement of European colonists in your country. Yeah, man. Italians, French people, English people. Yeah, they were on our back all the time. Yeah. Like, you uh, know, like, do this, do that. And I was like, I just want to be, like, free. And, what did like, you see growing up? society, man. What did you see these Western invaders doing that so entrenched in you this hatred oh, of, man. of Western culture? Okay, and its so, like, qualities? one of the, like, big games that the Italians would play mm-hmm. is, like, you know, we have, like, a lot of avocados in Libya. Oh, I like, didn't know One of those countries. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> yeah. And the way the way they test if their avocados were ripe or not is like they throw them at us. I, and then, the like, Libyan the, citizens. Yeah. And then, like, if That's the avocados cool. were too hard to eat, we'd be like, ouch. 
And then, like, if the avocados were like soft it's and like, shit, like, oh, let's make some toast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'd be like, we'd be like, why are you throwing this this soft thing at us? Mm. And then, yeah, we make, you know, well, they'd make like toast and guac. Mm. You know, so like this was like avocado shit. I think you were yeah. born in like 1940 something. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's. A sh- I was just gonna say, like, like you know, your millennials will also obsess with avocados. Apparently, just like our millennials mm. are. Absolutely. But 1942 yeah. is a little old for millennials. That's not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There. But like, I consider myself like an eternal millennial. Man, I think that. Yeah. I think that even a soft avocado would hurt. If somebody threw it at you, right? So no, even, even you'd be surprised, man. You know, either it was ouch because the avocado mm-hmm. wasn't ripe, or it'd be like, why are you throwing this soft, like, pillowy thing at me, man? No. Oh. Jared, I've got an avocado right here. Can yeah. I throw it at Gaddafi? Uh, what uh, what what level of well, ripeness hold is Hold on, that? I can't tell. <laughs> I cannot tell. Oh, this you, hasn't happened for a really long it? time. Do you mind if I test it? Uh, okay. It's up to Gaddafi. If you, Gaddafi, if you can you I throw mind? this at you? Oh, you have my consent. Okay, here we go. And the wind-up and the pitch. Ow! Oh. Okay, so, like, it needs a few more days. More days, yeah, but okay. imagine that happening to you like five, six times a day. Oh, no. It's like rather unpleasant. This also know? sounds a little bit like a cottage industry. Like, if you just hang out of the grocery store and advertise yourself as an expert in avocado ripeness, just lug them at me and charge for it, man. Yeah. That yeah, goes exactly. against everything I'm all about. Mm. I'm all about the government subsidizing fucking everything humanly possible. That's right. right? Some hardcore socialism. That's right. In Libya man. because of you. Yeah, bro. Before we get to that, mm-hmm. um, so I also heard that there might be some animosity of the Italians specifically because your grandfather was killed by the Italian army during the invasion of 1911. Hells which is yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. a long time before you were born. But yeah, and it, a long time before Annette was born. That's why we're cool. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. right. That's yeah. right. Obviously, she's not responsible. No, a little dancer over there. No, no, no. Miska Mouska Muska Mir. No, no. You can't prove anything. Yeah. So. Uh, do you know the story? Do you know what happened to your grandfather? Or is that something that wasn't passed down? Was it just he was killed by the Italians? And that's, oh, no, I know what happened. Tell us about it. Okay, so like what happened was he was fighting the Italians. Mm-hmm. And the Italians were taking their fighting break, which they did at noon every day. Mm-hmm. With some espresso. Yeah, and the <laughs> yeah. Italians were like, yo, do you want to have a meal with us? And my mm-hmm. grandpa was like, okay, cool. And then, like, they sat down, and then it was their three-hour fighting break, you know, mm. and, you know, they had their antipasto and their pasta and their ensalada. This is accurate to Italian culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this absolutely. is how it works. Mm-hmm. And it was just a little too much food for my grandfather, and he had indigestion, and he passed. And, like, I never, you know, forgave the Italians oh for God. that or their culture. Mm. The Italians It's just, you know, fed. sometimes it can just be too much food, man. And then if you're like, yo, that's too much food, the Italians are like, manja, manja, manja. And then R.I.P. Gramps, you know? Yeah, so, my Italian grandmother used to do the same thing. You know, Jared, you're so thin. You yep. gotta eat. Yeah. Jared, yep. Jared, I have a little bit more. You're so skinny. Mm. Yeah, you, you know J-Bone, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, God. It's, and yep. the Italians fed mm. your grandfather to death. Yeah. Man, that is and he was like, no, no, no. And he was being really polite about it, but mm-hmm. he wasn't firm enough, They're man. They're just like, manja, manja, manja. Yeah. yeah, you really have to pull a gun on an Italian to get them to stop uh, yeah. feeding you. Yep. Uh, let's well, go. Uh, not, not me, though. I was, I mean, I was a, I was a 12 year old dancer in Hollywood so Mm -hmm. no eating for me (laughs) yeah you're like the other end of the extreme yeah Yeah. if you're uh, just joining us this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn and my guests today are 20th century American actress Annette Funicello M.I.C. and revolutionary chairman of the Libyan Arab Republic Muammar Gaddafi the people have the power man that's right so let's go back over to Annette Funicello for just a moment. Sure. So first thing that you do for Walt Disney, you join the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. You become one of the Masketeers. And for anybody who's unfamiliar with the Mickey Mouse Club, I don't know how young some of my audience is. Mm. Would you tell the listeners exactly what that show was like? Great. Uh, you know, I always said like, oh, it sounds like a cult. It kind of was, Jared. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, we didn't sleep very much. Hmm. They didn't give us enough food to survive. Okay. So, we, and it was just indoctrination into uh, the Mickey Mouse sort of uh, philosophy. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was a little bit. But, but then they turned the cameras on, and you had to. It was performance. It was all about that. So it was. It was a. It was a, a couple of. It was a handful of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Teenagers, I would say, maybe like twelve to sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Some diff- preteens and some teen teens. S- some teen teens, some preteens, some PTs, and some um, post teens. I, I did see in a clip that mm-hmm. there were a couple of post teens. A little bit of post teens, post teens, well. preteens, and right there in 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 the in the. <laughs> 
juicy part of the teens. And um, and so we'd sing some songs. We'd do some skits. And there was that dude, right? That guy that was just like hung out with There you. were two dudes. Yeah. There was yeah. a larger right. guy. That's right. That big dude. And then that right. like dude. And there was like and a handsome like, guy. What the fuck yeah. are those guys doing there? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah uh, big guy and not so big guy. That's mm-hmm. what we called them. We never learned their names. Interesting. No, we never did. Um, so, uh, so And then we would sing skits and songs. And we called them skits. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, it was very little comedy, but, and, but it was all, uh, moxie and, and, and viv and sass Yeah, what it was. I couldn't believe I watched a clip of it. I couldn't believe the, the tapping that everybody (gasps) was doing real high octane stuff. Oh yes. Very, very. We were always tapping. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, I mean, they don't show the in-between shots. We were always tapping. They never let us stop tapping. Yes. yes, So even when they, you're taking your meals, even when you're going to the bathroom, it just has to be tap, tap, tap. It was tap, 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 tap. Yes, always, always tapping. Um, in fact, I mean, the uppers went up higher once we got on TV. So oh, we were so- even. We were even more, uh, uh, you know, just uh, jizzed up with the um, with uh, the party juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did they manage that? Like, did, did they dose you right before the cameras get turned on? Was there something in the air? When we get up, when we get up, when you I wake mean, up. Yes, when we wake up in mm-hmm. the compound, in the in the in, we lived in the castle mm-hmm. uh, in Disneyland. Okay. Uh, that's uh, in that's one in California, right? What's the yes. land? I always mix them up. Disneyland is in California. Disney World is in Orlando. Yes, we so we'd wake up in. The the castle and mm-hmm. uh, and they'd give us uh, just our our pills and we'd have to start tap dancing immediately mm-hmm. and and start singing. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, can you tell me like what what's the premise of like a skit that I would see on the Mickey Mouse Club? Oh, okay. It, it's one of the one of the. Um, this is what classic. A classic. Okay. Uh, you'd have a a young a young a mouseketeer mm-hmm. walk into a candy shop. Yeah. And, and that would be the beginning. Uh oh, we have a <laughs> setting. Kids love candy. Wonderful. So he comes tapping into the candy Very shop. Whole. Yo, do you need me to be like the candy guy? Oh, of course. Let's do this. And I will be one of the young, the young um, masketeers. Yes, and of course, these were always very wholesome, very wholesome. Mm. Even though we were, you know, we if Studio Fifty Four was around, we would have been there. I would have been riding a tiger naked with Bianca Jagger. This is what I would have done off Off camera, but on camera, on camera though, off camera, very wholesome. Mm -hmm. So, um. Ting-a-ling-a-ling, tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, uh, Mr. Candy Shop owner. Hi, what can I get for you today? I'd like some candy, please. Ooh, let me just weigh it out on my scale. I didn't tell you what kind of candy I wanted. Oh, no. I put the cart ahead of the horse. Wah, wah. Oh, no. And is that uh, the skit? Yep, that's it. That's, that's it. great. The thing is yeah, that the, the button was the, putting the cart ahead of the horse. Yes, yeah. that's exactly. wholesome, good family entertainment yes. there. You, you show it to some um, to some Midwest child, and they would be like, oh, that's hilarious. This is perfect. Because they have carts and horses all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so to them, it was very entertaining. That's really true to life. They're like, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. No. Because horses are better pulling than they are pushing. Exactly. Now, you we, are- oh, we also had a room of writers coming <laughs> up with that. It was uh, it was a writer's room. It was hard to get into that. It was uh, all men, of course. Of course. There was no inclusiveness mm-hmm. there. Uh, and uh, yeah, and one of them was uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. He wrote yes. interesting because yes. he and is. Caesar. He is. They are both big Jews. Yes, so Jews. I surprise. Know. Yeah. It was very. Well, that's odd. the thing about Hollywood back then. Like they wouldn't let any of the Jews on camera, but they would. Yes. Sh- they would stuff them in the writers' room. Oh, that's right. Man. They would pack them in like sardines. That's in the right. Pack them in. That's yeah, right. Man. So Sid Caesar wrote that one. Wow. About the candy shop. Classic. Yes. Now you were one of the most popular mm. Mouseketeers. You I received was. around six thousand letters a month. More than any of the other Musketeers. Yeah. That's I a lot of fan mail. I want to know mail. what people were writing to you, and also why you think you were so much more popular than the other Musketeers. I wanted it more. I think mm. uh, it was I. Uh, I really exuded that uh, that desperation of wanting to be wanted, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, I think I also. I mean, look at this smile, everyone. Look it's, at it. It's, it's enticing. It's, it's very enticing. Magnetic. And, yeah, and I just. Um, I also took double the dose of uppers. Interesting. So I think everyone can kind of see. How how much I uh, my energy. I have to imagine that you would take it from another musketeer. So yes. in addition to being extra hyped up, you're also axing a little oh, competition. Oh, I am. One mm. of the preteens, uh, before she could really, you know, hit her peak, I just sort of was like, yeah. 
That makes I'm, a lot of sense. I'm going to be in the spotlight here. Uh, and what do the letters say? The, the letters, the letters are saying things like, "Oh, um, you're so beautiful. You're so peppy. Um, will you come to my birthday party?" Oh, wow. And um, and I answered every one of them. <gasps> every single one. Yes. Six and I went a month. to every party. You went to every party. I went party? to every party. Yes, oh my exactly. God. Um, also, I wrote a letter to Annette once. <laughs> oh yeah, and and I came. Didn't I? Didn't yeah, I come to the party? You, you totally went came. To Libya for yes, yeah. It was cool, in. man. For uh, Gaddafi's 13, 13 year old yeah. birthday party. Yeah, man. I, I said hi, and then I yeah. I had a little bit of um, uh, avocado. We hung out at the mosque where I was studying. Exactly. We ate some avocado. It was really cool. And then man. I got, so wholesome. got back in the plane. Exactly. Hey, exactly. it was nice. That sounds yeah. really great. That yeah, was, it was a, like a good time. That must yeah. have had a huge effect on you, Gaddafi. Well, she was the first Westerner that I met. I was like, this Westerner is pretty cool. You but mean like the first like, good Westerner that you met? Well, I mean like the first Westerner who like didn't just throw an avocado at me. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, you yeah. went. I'm assuming when she picked up the avocado to share with you, you like protected your she face shirked. or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I needed some real deep deprogramming therapy. Yeah, after that all stuff, the avocados that have been thrown. That stuff me, runs deep. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Uh, let's go back over to uh, Gaddafi for just a moment. So yeah, but that was a good up, time in that. That was a good time. Yeah. Growing up, you were influenced by Egyptian President Gamal Abdel Nasser. Hell's yeah, uh, Gamal. He was also a big rejecter of Western colonialism. Yep. Uh, you were a big fan of his book, Philosophy of the Revolution. <laughs> yeah, bro. Which outlined how to initiate a coup. And yeah. I have to imagine this was helpful for when you would eventually initiate your own coup, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. So how closely did your coup match with the instructions in the book? I want to know, like, what the book said. Uh, do you remember anything specific from the book that was, like, how you do a coup specifically? Yeah, step by step us through a coup. Okay, yeah. so, like, this was, like, the interesting thing about it. It was, like, his book was, like, how do you convince the populace that it is time for a coup, Okay. Right? So, like, people in Egypt at the time that that coup happened, like, they need a little bit of convincing, mm. right? And, like, my people, like, by the time that it was time for it to happen— mm -hmm. I was like, yo, this military is going to take over this government. And all the Libyans were like, hells yeah, bro. Everybody's just about it. Yeah, man. Mm, so, like, it took a little less effort for me, I got to mm. say. But, like, that being said, like, there were some elements to it that were, like, complicated. Mm. Like, you know. Stuff that was in the book? Hmm? Stuff that was in the book? Yeah, you know, shit was in the book that was a little different than the shit that was going on, like, in Libya at the time. Well, before like, we get into what you did, tell us what, what was in the book Philosophy of the Revolution, which outlines the step-by-step -step process to do okay, a coup. So the book were there was pictures? Like, oh, yeah, were there pictures? There was like some like diagrams, I oh. guess. Mm. Like so, like I guess those count as pictures yeah. if you're only looking at the rectangles and not at the words inside of them. Cool, cool, you know, cool. Like kind of like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, like basically, that book was all about like how do you destabilize the government piece by piece at a time and like chip away at it until mm. it gets so destabilized you can like pull off like a military coup bra that is ready for a coup yeah seriously mm. it's like when you uh slowly erode somebody's confidence yeah man over time until you can destroy them yeah so it's like a lot of like pranks and like a lot of like trolling and shit like this that. was in the book yeah philosophy of revolution was pranking yeah like pranking. pranking and trolling you know like it was like a whole chapter was like how do you play nicky nicky nine door and it was just what's like, nicky nicky nine door that's when you ring a fucking doorbell and then you run away brah oh my god we call the God. ding dong ditch. No. Oh my bro. God. Nikki, did you nine door? Did you ever do that? Annette? Oh, of course we did. We, yeah. we called it. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you answered the door. What an idiot. So hey, you guys want to meet up after school and play? You fucking idiot. You answered the door. <laughs> you fucking it's asshole. Just, it's just long. No, like it's yeah, a long. Yeah, it was a little long. Yeah, In man. California, we had time mm. to, yeah, to you, really you spread like it more out. You were like relaxed there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Nikki, mm. Nikki, nine door. It's like very like militant. Mm. It's very you know. And like, so you're it's saying alliterative. Of, yeah. Knocking on someone's door and then running away before they answer, and then they open the door and there's nobody there. That is putting people in a mindset that is like accepting of a new government. Is that what you're saying? Okay, so like this is the deal is mm -hmm. like you run to all these government officials' doors, you yeah. ring their doorbell. You run away. Sometimes you leave a flaming bag of poop, mm -hmm. you know, like on like the doorstep for them to step on. 
that happens like four or five times. It's like the avocado effect, man. They got like totes freaked out. You know what I'm saying? And like that was all that was needed, you know? And then they were like, I don't know if I should be in power anymore. And they started losing it a little bit. Yeah, totally. So like I I took that from his book. Can I trust my own mind? I thought... There was going to be someone at the door, and there's not. Black is white, uh, up is down. Cats red and is dogs blue, living together. Cats and dogs living yeah. together. You How know? can I trust myself the to run The skinny dude on the Mickey Mouse Club's the fat dude. And the fat <laughs> yeah. dude on the Mickey Mouse Club's the skinny dude. What the fuck's going on, bro? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Wow, so pranks was such a huge part of the coup. Huge part. I hope that that has something to do with how you ran your coup. But before we get to that, totally. I want to go back over to Netflix and Chill for just a moment. Okay. Nettie Foots. So yeah. in addition to appearing regularly on the Mickey Mouse Club, you were also featured in a few serials mm-hmm. that Disney produced, like Adventure in Dairyland. Ah, oh, yep, that's And right. there was a serial that was all about you, Walt Disney Presents Annette. Yes, that's right. So just very quickly, we Dairyland? don't have to get into everything. Tell us about Adventure in Dairyland. Tell us about Walt Disney Presents Annette. Yes, that was about, um, that was when they first started realizing that people were lactose intolerant. And so they, so Adventures in Dairyland was basically what happens when, okay, first, well, it starts at the farm Mm -hmm. and we see this cow and milking and then we see uh, sort of, uh, it goes into uh, ice cream and cheese and milk. And then we meet someone who's lactose intolerant and um, they were also Jewish. (laughs) And so, it's well, like, uh-oh, you know, what a uh-oh. Hand, bro. What a surprise. Uh-oh. So yeah. oh, Disney produced this one. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, and I mean, I'm not proud of it. Uh, this was definitely anti-Semitic. Mm. Yes. And then it was. Oh, uh, I'd be proud. I wrote that on your <laughs> sleeve, of, man. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Be, of yeah. course. So uh, so then it was, uh, all, and then it, we, we see this, and he's like eating all these things, and it like immediately to the bathroom, and we see the insides, and the insides, uh, it, it was all animated. Oh, my God. So it was the inside of what happens when someone who's lactose intolerant eats something that's lactose that has mm-hmm. lactose and so it what so like happens like a cute little cartoon cute little cartoon but of course of, of the lactose with cell huge or something noses. <laughs> and then and it yeah, was very anti-semitic and then uh and so it was all about sort of like how you can't trust the Jews because they don't have milk yeah. So um, Adventures in Dairyland was actually Now that. tell us about uh, Walt Disney presents Annette Oh, it was sort of a day in my life. This is my favorite one. Mm. Yes, growing getting up. up this is and tight. Yes, but it was very much not my life. I would imagine they course. would have to edit it because you were living in 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 Disneyland in the cast in the Magic mm-hmm. Castle, waking up, stealing uppers, having double dosing my uppers, mm-hmm. and then also like having to um, get uh, just run a lot because <laughs> for exercise, and then also like uh, anyway. So, but they made it a little bit differently that. Mm. Um, oh, that I had this wonderful house and that I woke up and that I had two loving parents, you know, complete fiction, uh, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead yes. of just living at the Disney compound, basically. Exactly. And, and they also like threw in a, a boyfriend for me. But Ooh. I never had any boyfriends. I'd never had the time. Uh, and who was I going to pick? The fat musketeer or the not so fat <laughs> musketeer? I mean, it yeah, it really seemed like a, the the dudes on that show were a bunch of ding dongs. Yeah, they were. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, they were they were into each other. They oh, were doing it with each other. That so. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, don't mean to say that, that was uh, illegal in my Libya too. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no no not not ding dongs. I mean they yeah, were just what... no no no. It wasn't against <laughs> them. It was just like oh they just. They were they were not smart, but mm. um, but they were also um, dating, which I separate approved of. separate from them being gay, which is which is great. Yes, it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, we were well, all yeah. I don't agree with that. But, you know, <laughs> of course, you know. Now in Walt Disney Presents Annette, mm-hmm. uh, you sang a song called yeah. "How Will I Know My Love" oh. that received so much fan mail. <sighs> that Disney issued it as a single and gave you a recording contract. Yeah. But I want to read what the Wikipedia said about the recording contract because oh, I was curious what it do. means. Uh, the song, as I said, was so popular that, quote, Walt Disney issued it as a single and gave Funicello, somewhat unwillingly, a recording contract. Does that mean that you were unwilling to be a singer or that he was unwilling to give you a contract? I'm not sure what that I, phrasing means. You know what? I was such a dancer at the mm. time that I didn't think I didn't I didn't want to be a singer. I, mm. I didn't think that's where uh, my, my talents lay. Okay. That it was with my body and not my voice. And so I was sort of like, uh, okay, I guess. But then once you get so many compliments as a singer, you're like, well, maybe I should keep on doing this. Is that how Walt Disney eventually convinced you? It was just by looking at all these people who say that you're a great singer mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and how your voice is a gift to the world. Exactly. Are you going to deny all these people? I can't deny all these letters. And so many were from so many incarcerated prisoners. <laughs> uh, and, and he's like, look, look, you're, you're bringing them so much joy. And I said, oh, you know what? Walt, you're right. What percentage of the fan mail that you received would 60%. you say? 60%. 60% incarcerated 60% incarcerated people? Incarcerated mm, people. Fantastic. Yeah, Fascinating. Exactly. Uh, we've got a lot more to dig into on uh, Ooh, on this week's God. episode. Uh, so so we, will, we will take a short break. We'll be right back with Muammar Gaddafi and Annette Finicello on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 20th century American actress and singer famous for popularizing beach party films with her partner Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. M-O-U-S-E. And Libyan politician, revolutionary chairman of the Libyan Arab Republic, Muammar Gaddafi. How's it hanging? JJ Fadman, <laughs> JJ Fadman. Yeah, man. Oh. I'm not. A, I'm not against that mm. uh, nickname. That sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, right. So let's. I'm a fun guy. Let's start off this uh, segment with uh, you, uh, Gaddafi. Me, Gaddafi. So in your the early, Goff man, the Gaddafi, the Gaddafi, Gaddafarino, Gaddafarino. Yes. Uh, is there anybody in those governments? Uh, is there anybody better than Rob Schneider, guys? Uh, no, no, he's anybody. like he's like. <laughs> He's like my king of comedy, man, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Yeah. he cannot, everything he does. Just fucking brilliant. I mean, not nothing recently, but... (laughs) No, man, he had that amazing reality (laughs) reality show on HBO that was like... Uh, The hot chick, of course. I just loved it. The hot chick, the animal, right? That's right, that's right. Uh, Small parts in Adam Sandler movies. Mm, Yeah, he is so talented, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, in your early 20s, uh, Gaddafi, you joined the military... Uh, thinking that it would be a good instrument of political change. But the army in Libya at the time was trained by the British military. Yeah, man. angered you because, obviously, you hate imperialist governments. Yeah, man. You hate Western influence. Yeah. So you protested in your own small ways, like you refused to learn English. Mm-hmm. You were rude to the British officers. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. You Don't were, go there. You were yeah. like, what? I was like, uh-uh. Uh, so Don't can- you step. Don't, don't you step? Don't you step? So the British officer would say something to you like, uh, you know. Oh, the British officers would always line like, up. Go clean your latrine. And I always be like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, wow. man. Wow, man. Yeah. You must have been bold. Popular. That's yeah, like, because you're was, like the cool I kid. I was who... the big man. I was the big man on army base. Wow. Yeah, on the army base. Were there any other protests that you did besides uh, talking back to British officers and not learning English? Yeah. Yeah, man. What else did you do? I published a poem in the military magazine oh under God. a pseudonym. Wow. What, what was, was the was name like? of the military magazine? <laughs> yeah. The military magazine was called <laughs> Steppin' in Time. Ooh. I yeah. like Steppin that. In it's time. fun. Yeah, so I published a poem, and the poem was like, yo, these people just coming in here mm-hmm. and making it real hard for us to do what we need to do. Well, let me tell you. F U C K, the imperialist wow. warmongers that are here training us how to be army guys. Wow. That was the full text of the poem. I would like it was to a talk train about, of thought poem. I would yeah. like to talk about this for a second because yeah, at the beginning of the poem, it sound it could be anything. That's right. You know, it's very vague. That's right. 
but by it the really end, like narrows in scope. It's very obviously anti-British soldiers. Yeah, it took me like two weeks to write that. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like thought about it a lot. Did so, a lot of revisions. So here's my question: yeah, If it had been vague, I imagine it would have been a lot easier to sneak into the publication, the Army newsletter. Oh yeah, but. It obviously does not end subtly. So yeah. how is it that they allowed that poem to get into the newsletter? Oh, you know, I was like, you know, giving weed to the guy who published it. So mm. he like just did it. You know, just straight just, bribery then. Oh. Yeah, I was just like, yo, here's an eighth. Mm-hmm. Here's a poem. Yeah. He's like, yeah, bro. Just don't we'll even see read you at the kegger on Saturday. Just don't even like, read yeah. it. Wait, there's a kegger? Yeah, wow. we had keggers. This is then. a lot more casual than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised that you went to keggers knowing your attitude towards alcohol and your love of Sharia law. Yeah, but I super needed to like hang out with all the bras. Uh, you know? So, uh, like, so yeah. you're not going to drink. No, man. But you'll go to the kegger. Yeah, I'm cool, man. Gotcha. It is yeah. important to uh, to just be a part of the community, be a part of the culture, of course. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, shape all of their, you know, soft and idle drunk minds with my ideology, bro. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Now, a few years later, you were assigned to the UK for further training. Yeah, man. And you did relax your protests a little. You did learn English. Yeah. You did live in England. I lived in England. Wow. It was cool. Now, I'm surprised you... that you can be even more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I now. was, man. Now you I was like so relaxed, I was like in the floor. Man. Now you did maintain your protest by wearing your traditional Libyan robes around England. Is yeah, that right? Man. Now what was the reaction to seeing you about town down at Piccadilly, down at Leicester Square, wearing these these uh, long, colorful Libyan robes. Well, you know, man, on the street, I got a lot of comments, and it was like a real bummer because, mm-hmm. like, people should just be allowed to like wear what they want to wear, you know. Mm. But like, it was really, really, really good publicity for my little Mersey beat band that I had at the time. Man. I'm sorry, your little what? My Mersey beat band. Your Mer- I was playing Mersey beat music. What's man. Mersey beat? Mersey beat music, man. It's like, you know, with like uh-huh. the Beatles played at the beginning. It was like oh. Mersey B, man. Yeah. So straight Libyan on the streets, Mersey B band <laughs> in the in the in Wearing the sheets. The sheets. Yeah, yeah, wearing, wearing the, the sheets. sheets. Yeah, man. Got it. Yeah. Okay. You know. So yeah. people on the street shocked. Did not care for it. Yeah, but they dug it in the clubs, man. Mm. Can, can you give us a little bit? Well, I actually don't know what that sounds like. Oh, you know. Uh, so we're talking about like early Beatles stuff? Yeah, it's like very tight, you know. Mm. Like oh. A lot of like, you know, really nice tight guitar, like oh. good, like sharp, like, you know, like early 60s songwriting. Oh, hey, okay. girl, you're great. I love you, girl. Let's hold hands until mm. the sun comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah except yeah. like I wouldn't sing about holding hands because like that whole Sharia law of thing. Of course. Yeah, so it would be like, yeah, yeah. hey, little girl, I think you're great. I respect you a lot and I'm gonna stand five feet away from you. Wow. Yeah, and cover your face up with a thing. Wow. Surprising, like, I respect you, girl, but go put that thing on your face. Yeah, well, yeah, man, okay. but you know, you know that's, what? that's the law, bro. The song is leaving it up to the woman to put mm. whatever she, it's not saying cover your face with a sheet, it's saying put that thing on your face, it could be anything. Yeah, that's well, true. That's, that's, what, your that's, what made it, that's what made that record sell, man. Girl. Is that I didn't say it flat out. Your choice, girl. Wow. Yeah, your choice. Voice girl, but cover your face with that thing. Yeah, oh, Apple wow. Records is that was that what it was through? Yeah, man, <laughs> I got signed by Apple, oh. and it's like not the reason why they went out of business or anything later on. Mm, you know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I mean, you know, once I get the Apple. Uh, Records people in here, we can talk about that. Oh, great. Uh, Let's go back over to Annette Funicello for just a moment. So you had a number of pop record hits in the late 1950s and early 1960s. I did, yeah. You were about 19. something we had in common. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. (laughs) You were about 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Including a reworking of a song by Paul Anka called Toot Sweet. Mm. Now, toot is not, it's not like in in French, toot sweet means, I believe, all of it, right? Yeah, and and sweet is is fast. Fast. So oh, it's like very fast. Right, very, very fast. fast. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's like very fast. But this was spelled T-O-O-T and sweet like candy is sweet. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. So, so toot sweet. It sounds like... I mean, I don't want to be vulgar. It sounds, mm. sounds like a sweet fart or something. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about, it's about anal. 
is what, what? it is. What? Toot sweet. Yeah. Toot toot. It was like the caboose of a of a locomotive. Oh my god. And it's like, oh, isn't that sweet? That must have butt. been extremely subtle to have done so well in the early 1960s. Extremely Holy subtle. Holy shit. Yes. You were singing like bubblegum music, exactly. but you put like bubble entendres into that music. Bubble, bubble entendres. entendres. I Absolutely. like that. Gaddafi, very yeah, clever. Very no, well, put that yeah. in the pro column. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, we've got a Thanks, big board. Here, uh, yeah, just and, for Gaddafi. You know, it's a little uh, heavy. We keeping score. It's a little heavy in the cons. Things are not going great, mm, but what? you know, just as hey, the, cool. as cool. the interview goes on, you, hey, know, you like me. We'll see what we can do. You want some weed? Uh, so you keep offering us. Yeah, yeah, man. Can you give After. us a little taste of these lyrics from Toot Sweet? This extremely subtle song that uh-huh. is about anal sex. Uh, yes, absolutely. But stuff. Uh, going down the tracks. Uh, like I just don't care. Okay. Got someone coming round the rear, and let's go toot toot sweet. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so it, I mean, but it's the there whole if you're thing, listening for it, if you're listening for it, I mean, it was a lot about like trains and things, but then mm. it was, which is the toot toot, and it was like a lot about oh. like a train. Doot, doot. That makes a lot train of sense. whistles. Uh, but then someone coming around the rear, yeah, that was um, mm-hmm. straight up anal. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now Paul Anka had a big crush on you. Oh, he you did. did. He did. Date a little bit, but according to the Wikipedia, Disney was very overprotective of you and kept yes. you away from Paul Anka. Tried oh. to keep you separate from Paul Anka. That's right, bad boy Paul Anka. Is, <laughs> is that true? Yes. How did Disney keep you away from Paul Anka? It seems weird that he would even care. Oh, of course. You're 20 years old at this point. You are not his daughter. I know. And uh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Why is he caring so much? But he did. Like, I would come back home to the castle Mm -hmm. and he would turn the light on and then say, oh, 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 you're finally home. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Did he live there also in the castle? I didn't think he did, but but apparently he did. (laughs) And I was still living there till I was way into my 20s. Mm. So he turned the light on. He was sitting there the whole time. And I was like, Walt. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Call me Papa Disney. And I said, I will not. You keep trying to get put that on, and I'm not going to call you that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so he would like sometimes do that. Sometimes he would follow us on dates and he's be in his car mm-hmm. or have, um, have other people follow us, um, other Disney characters. Like we would go- I turn around, Goofy is right behind us. Um, Wait, was so, it like was it him in the goofy suit, or was it just like somebody? It was somebody in a goofy, goofy suit. that was it actually, report back? It wasn't to him. the real goofy. <laughs> oh, oh I'm man. so sorry, Gaddafi. Oh, this <laughs> is like, it's like telling a kid that Santa Oof, doesn't exist. Yeah, we have to have a talk <laughs> about this. Oh no! Uh, wow, I don't know if this is a pro or a con for you, Gaddafi. It's a little. Neither do it's I. Very man. endearing. It's that very he endearing. That yeah, Goofy's yes. real. So I'll put that in the pro column. Yeah. Now I do think that Disney's attitude towards you was a little weird. Like when you started yeah. making. Uh, beach movies, he requested that you only wear modest bathing suits yes. that covered your navel. Exactly. A request which you refused. Uh-huh, that's right. Well I done. had to show my Girl navel. Power. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> girlfriend. I mean, I had to show it off. I mean, uh, it was... You should have covered up your navel with a thing. I mean, hold, hold on. Everyone <laughs> choice, look at this girl. navel. Look it, at this navel. Can everyone see? Yeah. It's a stunning navel. I thought your smile was magnetic. No, but no, that no, navel. no. It's a picturesque navel, navel man. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's, a, it's a close second for my best feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so I said, I have to show it. But he was like, oh, be modest and everything. Yeah. He treated us like I, it was almost like a cult in that way as yeah, well. And that like you had to cover up. I mean, Gaddafi gets this, right? The covering up, he mm-hmm. made the women. Well, yeah, it's that. like a respect thing, man. Well, know? I mean, yeah. you had sort of a cult of personality around you in Libya. Hell so yeah, man. I can see why. I mean, it's obviously a very powerful position yeah. for Disney to be in. Yeah. But did he ask you to keep your navel covered? Did he ask the movie studio to like have you, your costumes changed or anything? Like, what was his method to? Oh. My gosh, he put out an ad in the paper, and then I, and I was like, "What is this?" And it was like a net cover up that navel. This and is a full page, full page ad, New York Times, and uh, you know, right above the fold, below the fold, full wow. page. And so I was like, "This is enough." Did he sign Walt. his name to it? He did. Oh he did. God. It was, but it was like a little Tinkerbell at the end, like Tinkerbell had written it, and I was like, "Oh, this is enough." As if to say, "Do you want to disappoint Tinkerbell?" Exactly. Annette. Oh, man. And so I was like, oh, 
Anyway, but so, like, who signed it? Like Walt Disney or Tinkerbell? I'm really confused. Oh, here. Gaddafi. oh no, Gaddafi! Oh, oh no, no, you don't know that Tinkerbell's oh, not real. Oh gosh, Muammar Gaddafi. Oh no, it's so you know there's adorable. a thing called animation. Oh boy, like those diagrams in the coup, uh, the coup book. Yeah, like little, but brought to life uh, with the magic of cinema. Oh, when like all those squares are like moving around. That's right. Yes. Mm. We'll we'll get into that in just a oh, moment. Boy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not into learning these things on this. You know, on I, this interview, that's you know? okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not that. here. We're here to learn, Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel like my mind is being blown. It's like it's intense. Let's move on to Gaddafi for just a moment. I do okay. want to say that I do think it's super weird the way that Walt Disney be, uh, behaved towards you and thought that he had ownership of you. But no, yep. n- that's not here nor there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have autonomy over yourself to cover up your navel yourself when you whatever, realize that it's a sin against right. God to have your navel exposed. Yeah, with bro. whatever you want, girl. Yeah, cover it up with a thing. Anal songs. Stuff songs. Uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Revolutionary Chairman of the Libyan Arab Republic, Muammar Gaddafi, oh. and 20th Century American Actress Annette Funicello. See you real soon. Suro uh, Gaddafi. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. you were still in the army, you started a clandestine revolutionary group called the Central Committee of the Free Officers. Yeah, I did. Uh, you met in secret. Yeah. You pulled your salaries. You yeah. traveled around Libya gathering intelligence, collecting sympathizers. Yeah, man. And in 1969, nice, uh, yeah. you and the <laughs> it other- was, It was intentional, man. You and the other yeah. free officers decided to overthrow the Libyan monarchy in what you called Operation Jerusalem. Yeah. A bloodless coup. Yeah, man. Now, to take over an entire monarchy without any bloodshed- that is an impressive feat. Can you yeah. tell us how you managed to pull that off? Well, no bloodshed. I have to imagine minimal force. How do you place an entire monarchy under those circumstances? Okay, so you know that we've been fucking with them for the last yes. like five a years. A lot of ding right? dong ditch. A lot of, as you call it, ding dong ditch. Mm-hmm. As you call it, Annette Fuchello. Let's ring this fucking <laughs> asshole's doorbell. Fucking asshole. Yeah. I can't believe you answered the door. Which is really you a idiot. good name, and I should have thought of it yeah, when yeah, I was doing thank it. You. you know, I was I was calling it Nikki Nikki Nine Door. Mm. So I was like doing that for like five years, yeah. and they were like, "Who are these kids, and what is going on?" Mm-hmm. And then finally. We did it one day, but we didn't run away from the door, right? <gasps> oh, man. Instead, no. we all, like, Mindfuck. stood in, like, legion, like, <gasps> at wow. the door. Whoa. And then they were like, who are these kids? And we, they opened the door, and we were like, where are these kids, man? And if you don't leave this palace right now, we are going to keep doing this until you die. And they were like, okay. Oh, my God. We wow. get it. We hear you. Our brains it? have been turned to mush from, you know, these shenanigans, man. Yeah. This is like wow. slow water torture. Yeah. And the way that it just sort of like institutionalizes yeah. you and makes man. you uh, so suggestible. And it crumbled, man. Wow. And then we just walked the fuck in. We were wow. like, yo, where's your TV? Was that the only prank you got that any you snacks? Nikki Nikki Nine Door? Were there other mm. pranks that you used to the same end? Well, we threatened to TP their palace, oh. but like we didn't actually do it uh-huh. like we would hold the tp and be like we'll mm. do it <laughs> oh, no. and they were like oh oh that is yeah. terrifying yeah wow. man. that would work on me yeah 100 yeah. work on me yeah because like, it is hard to clean up it's like a nightmare halloween yeah, yeah like, exactly because then the eggs are coming after that oh, yeah. yeah trick or treat motherfucker Boy. yeah i would I'm give our gaddafi and i'm dressed like your new leader bro Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you, you the reason why uh, you pulled the, you decided to pull the coup at this time was because the monarch was out of the country. At the yeah, time. man. He obviously does not come back. Yeah, it was the babysitter, bro. <laughs> it was the babysitter. It's so much easier to she pull this. She was like, shits. oh. Yeah, so much easier to pull this shit on the sub, you yeah, know, than exactly. when the teachers there. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so by the time he got back, but when he got back, he was like, "Yeah, I get it." Okay. Like, yeah, he he was first. He was like, well, "My house," and oh. then he was like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're saying that he did come back eventually? Yeah. I read that while he was out of the country. Yeah. You pull this coup. Yeah. And he's not there. Yeah, man. So you sentence him to execution in absentia. Absolutely. Ooh. So can you tell me how that works exactly? Is this sort of like a ceremonial thing? Like, yeah, you know, just a, like uh, I was all about insulting... like the love and all that. Okay. So I was just like, yo, if we maybe see him, mm-hmm. like kill him. But, like, yeah. we were having such a great time yeah. by the time he got back that we were like, oh, 
should we do this? And we were like, like should we? Kill I was him? like, oh, yo, yeah. this is ceremonial. Mm. I was just like, I just pulled that word out of my ass. It's also like, like this is ceremonial. It's also yeah. like execution in absentia. So like when you're not here, you are executed. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But when That's you're back. It. You can't be executed. Yeah. No, you're not you're in absentia back, anymore. Like, the concept whatever. of you is being uh, <laughs> yeah, executed, executed yeah. when you're like out of town, man. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. I like yeah, this. it's like when people skip my birthday party. Mm. I'm like at this party, and I was there. You're you executed. No, you were there, Annette. Yeah. You're, you've never been I've, executed yeah. in absentia <laughs> for you. me. But you know, like sometimes people don't respond to the Facebook invite or mm. whatever. And, and it's like you might as well be dead. Yeah, rude. exactly. That's so like so everybody is on my birthday party. I'm like, you are executed in absentia. Mm -hmm. But then like if we hang out for, you know, like couch time movies later on that week, not executed anymore. Mm. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. Now you increased state control of oil production in Libya. Hells yeah. It was hugely financially beneficial to mm -hmm. the citizens. The annual per capita income in Libya rose from $40 to $8,000. Yeah, man. Ooh. That must have been an enormous change in what it was like to live in Libya. Yeah. At the time, how did that change present itself? Like, what was it like to walk down the street in Libya where everyone suddenly has 200 times their normal amount of money? Okay, well, major change. Mm -hmm. You want to know if an avocado was ripe? Yeah. You just squeezed it in your hands. <laughs> wow. That was step one. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was okay. a big change. You All know. right. But uh, this doesn't seem like a financial thing so much. Yeah. No, but it just it gave us, like, the confidence and the comfort to stop, like, throwing them at people who mm. were, like, So you know, even when the Westerners left, you kind of had the sense memory well, we were of like, throwing... what are we, how do we do this? Oh my and God. then we had to, like, basically reinvent the way yeah. That we like judge mm. ripeness of avocados. Did it take forever for people to like <laughs> finally get it? Like, I, I mean, I could see people being like, oh, right, oh, right, we're not doing this anymore. <sighs> Throwing oh, no. the avocados Yo, at themselves. Yeah. I had to institute a statewide educational program mm. where like, Actors would go into schools mm. and places of community, you know, like community, yeah. and teach mm -hmm. people how to hold and squeeze avocados. They'd stop like throwing them at each other, but we had the bread to do it, so we just like hired people to like go out there and like do their thing. Yeah, you know, this money was so useful for Libyan culture. Oh yeah, so useful. So yeah, now you're squeezing avocados instead of throwing it um, wow. at yourselves. Yeah, uh, yeah you know. anything else? Yeah, you know, like. We had some pretty good TV, you know, mm -hmm. around that time. That was pretty cool. You guys you know? are making television for the first time in your history. Finally. Mm -hmm. What yeah. were some of the shows? Oh, my God. Okay. So, like, my fave was this, like, really cool, like, crime procedural. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, what it A was. Libyan crime procedural. And it starred, 1970. Like, yeah. Libyan yeah. crime procedural. So, it starred, like, a really cool, like, handsome soldier mm -hmm. uh, who was, like, you know, just working the soldier bee, you know, making sure everybody was safe. And he was teamed up with... A lady who had to cover it all up, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Da -da, and first they didn't see da -da. eye to eye. Yeah, first they didn't see eye to eye, right? But then, yeah. like, they came to, like, really, like, know each other well wow. mm. until she married him and became his property, man. It was awesome. That sounds like a really good show. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, let's go back over to Annette Funicello for just a okay. moment. So, in 1959, before you did your first beach movie, uh -huh. you attempted to get out of your contract with Disney saying that it was too binding, yeah. impossible to quit, Ugh. and that you were... Without an agent or legal counsel when you signed it at the age of 12. Exactly, yes. The court refused this request. They did. What was the reason that they gave you why they thought it was okay to hold you to a contract mm. that you signed when you were 12 without yes. an agent or legal counsel? Yes. Uh, well, this is where you get, uh, oh, Papa Disney. Okay. He came in and he was just bribing everyone. Oh, I mean, everyone like in that method. court. Yeah, everyone was in his pocket. What so, did he give them? Weed or? Uh, n n money. Money, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That which is, can then be used to buy which, weed. Yeah, could, which is, it it's could. money, the practical gift. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Walt Disney came in and he had just like, uh, little little bags of uh, of of gold coins with money symbols on them. Oh, fun. I mean, he didn't even hide it. Mm. He was paying everyone just like a little little sack of of gold coins. Oh my god! And that was I actually read about that court case that he had like exhibit signs yes. for all the money that he was going to give people, it, and he would say like. 
Your Honor, may I present Exhibit A? And a, you just give a bag of money. Gave him the money, and yeah, then it was man. everyone on the jury, and mm. every and the other and the lawyers. Everyone, everyone gets some evidence. Everyone, everyone but me. <laughs> oh God, I got a whole sack full of pills, and uh, I was like, oh, well, the, uh, another Wednesday, I guess. Yeah. So at least uh, it's not nothing. Yeah. So that's so it was so I was held to that contract. That sucks. Yeah. That's oh. rough. I was like. Fuck you, Dad. Well, in 1963, you're finally let out of your contract finally. with Disney. Yes. Uh, you star in a movie called Beach Party. Yes. With Frankie Avalon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now, beach movies for people that have not seen. Again, I don't know how who old hasn't that seen a beach <laughs> movie. Oh my movie God. Oh. So They're these the are best. movies, and and you know, feel free to throw in any details that I'm forgetting. Of it's like a bunch of good-natured teens yes. having parties on the beach. Yes. Talk, hanging out with their girlfriends. Yes. Going to see bands play that's on the beach yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. anything i'm missing from the beach party uh, trope n- bikinis because everyone's a lot in their of swimsuits bikinis. everyone's in their swimsuits people are surfing exactly maybe and there's like a bad guy that's like lame and you throw him in the pool exactly or he maybe like has a motorcycle mm. or, or or some or he smokes maybe something that, not that's cool like that yeah exactly okay. it was very wholesome now you, the the Beach Party was so successful that you were signed to another seven-year contract, but this time yes. with, uh, I think it was called American Movies International. Yes. Uh, to just make more Beach Party movies. Yeah, more Beach Parties. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it, it swept the nation <laughs> with beach parties. Places that didn't have beaches, they were like, finally, I can feel like I'm on a beach. Did, be- did places without beaches somehow throw beach parties themselves? They like- tried. They tried. Mm. Yes, and we we would often get letters about that. So, uh, what's so- wrong? Would with you our go beach to party? all those beach parties? I would. Nice. I would. Exactly. I love a good party. That's and so nice. Of course, uh, and of course, to all the prisoners writing to me, mm. I also had to write back to them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so for you people, were busy. I was. So for people who lived on the beach, they were like, "Great, I'm seeing myself up there." Uh. And for people who weren't around a beach, they said, "Great, this is I can finally experience a beach." Mm. So it really appealed to everyone. It must have been rough for those incarcerated people to try to throw their beach parties. Yes, it never really worked. I mean, all they really had, they didn't have sand; they had prison dirt, uh, which was like in. <laughs> In the middle of the, you know, the uh, the the yard. Of course, exactly. Yeah. And instead of bikinis, they had jumpsuits. So. Yeah. Well, maybe if you like tie them in a cute way, it could be like bikini like. They tried. They you tried. Know? Yeah. Maybe sharpen a, a tooth brush and sharpen a tooth, man. And yeah. then uh, and then use it to cut yeah, or something. Exactly. So exactly. you made beach party, muscle beach party. Bikini yes. beach. Oh my gosh. Pajama party. Uh, beach blanket bingo. Yes. Ski party. Keep departure. That's yes. One. Oh yes. <laughs> Same rules applied though. Yeah. Uh, that was the cold one. Man. Yes. <laughs> How to stuff a wild bikini. Yeah. Are there any that I'm forgetting? Mm-hmm. Any of the fun fun beach beach uh, title uh, movies? Uh, uh, bikini bingo. Bikini bingo. Be- we did beach blanket bingo. Beach blanket, but there was also bikini bingo. Oh, okay. There was another one, uh, was almost mine. exactly the same, <laughs> only had more brunettes in it. Fun. Yeah. Okay. That was my personal fave. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, there was um, beach college. Beach college. Beach college. Right. We Wait, were all a, a college on the on beach? the beach. That's <gasps> right. Uh, and uh, and there were like a couple of nerds who we made cool. Uh, so that was beach college. And then there was also one more, which was. Uh, um, it was a, a beach love. Beach, beach love. love. A lot of anal. <laughs> so that one never really made it. But that also one. very subtle. Very right? subtle. Okay. Very subtle. Uh, yes. Subtle anal is the one that subtle requires the most work, <laughs> man. Exactly. Oof. Now, yes. these beach party movies were still very wholesome, but I have to imagine that it was a different environment making things like making these beach party movies than it was to make things for Disney. Is That's that right? right. Yeah. Less downers, less downers. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, yes, and it was more of like everyone was a little older. It was mm. like Mouseketeers were a little younger. So now we're talking teens, post-teens. Teens, no pre-teens. Teens posting no preteens. No preteens. Okay. Yeah. Except for that annoying little sister who was like the prodigy in beach college, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. The prodigy. Yeah. Yes. Who kept trying to like uh, tell me like, oh, you yeah. have to go back to studying. And I yeah. said, well, you mean surfing? And she's yeah, like. And she'd uh, be like, no, we have no, to no, study no. our tests. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like her arc where at the end she uses her genius to create a surfboard that you can party on. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And a then, party board, man. And that's how it ended. 
it was everyone on the party board. And then the professor comes in and says, you get your degree. And we all cheered and had a party. Yeah. Beach college. We unfortunately are out of time here. I was going to talk about Libyan beach movies. They were desert movies. Oh, you know, we have a little bit of time. Oh, great. So so did you make any Libyan beach movies? Well, we had like desert party movies because we didn't have a beach. No water. And they were like pretty much the same as Annette's movies, except instead of like partying and getting into hijinks, mm-hmm. it was a lot of like kneeling and praying in the sand mm, okay. and like men and women staying apart from each other. Can you other. throw us a couple of titles Absolutely. for these desert party movies? Okay, so yeah. one of them was called Desert Party Praying. Desert Whoa, Party Praying. Desert Party Praying, yeah. Okay. And then TVP. another one was called Desert Desert Cover It Up. Ah, Mine. Yes, yes. Desert College. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. How to how to cover a wild bikini? How to yeah. cover a wild bikini? Oh, wow. And then and then the last one in the series was no seriously cover that bikini or else <laughs> oh. you'll be shot. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that um, that was a great episode. I'd oh like to thank gosh. my guests, Annette Finicello and Muammar Gaddafi, for yes. joining me in the studio today. Uh, last question: Do either of you have any like comedy shows or comedians that you're really big fans of that you wanna that you wanna tell people about? Oh uh, Gaddafi, anything you wanna tell people about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I hang tight with this like little gay dude named Lou Pearlman. He's like shocking. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's a surprise, mm-hmm. but you know. You can check out www.louisperlman.com for like all his projects, like his writing stuff. He wrote a musical, like all that kind of shit. You Fun. Know? Yeah, man. And uh, Annette Funicello? Oh, man. I-, I love improv comedy. So I love to be at the Armando Diaz Experience, 730 <laughs> on Saturdays at the Magnet Theater. Also at Gray Megan on Twitter. Fantastic. Check all that stuff out. I am your host, of course, Jared Berenstein. You can check all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Uh, the next installation of Stand Up 2020 Comedy Show slash Voter Registration Drive, where all the proceeds are going to voting rights organizations, is happening on Friday, February 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Pitt Theater on 24th Street. Our headliner this month is Janine Garofalo, everybody. Whoa. Comedy legend Janine Garofalo, Friday, February 7th at 7.30 p.m. Check out Stand Up 2020 Show dot uh, com for more information on that show and upcoming shows. Uh, if you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast, rate and review, subscribe. All the old episodes are there and they're hilarious. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Beach College. <laughs>